Hello and welcome to the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Celine Vilgen, holistic nutrition consultant and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. Ladies, we've heard that PMS is a feminine curse, and it's time to bust that myth. Did you know that your period is actually a sacred and beautiful time for you? It doesn't feel like that when you have symptoms of cramps, bloating, nausea, headaches, and more. And I'm here to tell you it does not have to be that way. Did you know that you can use nutrition to ease those symptoms? Did you know that you have four different phases of your menstrual cycle? Yes, you can learn to optimize each of these phases and really understand your body and understand why you're more motivated in some times of the month and more excited to work out or more wanting to stay in or you are just more intuitive in certain phases as well. Learn to understand your body, love yourself even more. This is all talked about in my best-selling book, The Painless Period Guide. Grab a copy for you and a friend. The link to purchase is in the description. Hello, hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the Luscious Living Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk to you all about my post-race thoughts, what worked, what didn't, what I would do next time, and really, if you are interested in running, I have a number of you who are, and how to get into running, and why on earth would you even have this as a goal? So if you haven't listened to the Why I Am Running an Ultra Marathon podcast episode, I recommend doing so after this or before and coming back. And what I want you to know is that I did not run the ultra marathon. So this is recording this on Wednesday and on Sunday, I ran the 21K at the Calgary Marathon, and this is in January, I believe it was, where I decided to run an ultra. And if you listen to the podcast episode after that, it was all about hormone imbalance and what had started to happen when I was training for this ultra, knowing, by the way, it wasn't just the ultra, but I had a number of other items on my plate that was too much. The body was telling me it was all too much because training for an ultra marathon is like a part-time job of its own. And then I was also putting on a conference, um, having clients full-time. I am doing other work for other startup companies and other projects I'm involved with. I was doing jujitsu. My body had enough. I was running on adrenaline. And so I had to look honestly at myself and see what I had to prioritize because there were lots of times I looked at my calendar and my day and how I was feeling and how I was sleeping and I said something has to change this is not sustainable this is not okay I did not feel okay and so Again, my body was showing me through. I was getting periods twice a month as I had uh, years ago and why I wrote the painless period guide. And so I knew, thankfully, exactly what was happening to my body and cortisol was high. And I felt like I was just running on adrenaline the whole few months. 
And so I had an honest conversation with my my myself and let go of um, being the environmental director at the community association. I let go of um, the conference production there and I let go of having to do the ultra in a few months. And so I put my ego aside and I started to just, you know, be okay with, hey, I'm still going to do this race. And I hadn't run a 21K yet at that point. And I said, you know what, that's happening. And right now it doesn't have to happen right now. So I ran the 21K. Thank God I listened to my body because my hormones and periods are regulated again. One beautiful period every single month and no more. And so it was really actually cool to this time around be able to understand what was going on with my body and what to do about it. And so if you listen to the past episode about hormone imbalance, you will learn exactly what I did. And if you are also going through any sort of spotting in between your periods or any any changes with your period, I highly recommend listening to that episode. So I am thrilled to let you know that I ran my fastest 5, 10, and 21 at that um, at that race. And it was a very social experience. Usually running is very internal. I'm working through something. I'm emptying out my mind. I'm having some deep thoughts. And because the Calgary Marathon did such an incredible experience for everyone, there was such great energy. There was the aid station volunteers were incredible. You know, in Chinatown, they had these dragons. Um, in Kensington here in Calgary, they had cheerleaders and there was drums and it was just, you know, very well organized, great energy. They had some snacks uh, during the race. They had um, some some electrolytes as well as water. And then it's a great swag bag with beef jerky and some cookies and chips. And, um, you know, I just everything was so well organized and really, really, really big kudos to the Calgary Marathon for their 58th year. I highly recommend it. It was so inspiring to see all sorts of people of age ranges and fitness levels do the marathon or rather um, they're the 5k and just see people walk through it, wheel through it, um, stumble through it, cry through it. It was truly, truly incredible. And I just want you to know if you're listening to this and you have a goal to be more fit and run a race, start small and start somewhere, commit, you know, having the race on my calendar definitely moved me forward when I did not want to go out for a run. That is for sure. And so I was always, you know, and it's funny because actually after my 10k a few years ago, I, um, my boyfriend said, well, okay, you're gonna have to do 21 now. And I was like, why would I do that? That's stupid. That's silly. Like I was so not about it. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. And then, oh, and then after I had signed up for the 21K with a friend and then I was dreading it. I hated it. I hated every second of it. And um, then COVID hit <laughs> and then I didn't have to do it. So I thought I would never, ever run a 21K. And then I was exploring the relationship with running and I said, okay, well, you know, I did say I was going to do an ultra, so I'm going to have to do it. 
And uh, now after being at that race, I'm, I'm looking at, actually tomorrow, I'm looking at my calendar for the next marathon and then ultra marathon this uh, over the next six months, which I'm really, really excited about. As for what I would do next time for the race, I would definitely have more carbs in the morning because I had my usual breakfast of eggs and vegetables and um, I was too full, like it still took time to digest. And so next time I'm going to go with oats and maybe a little bit of walnuts and banana um, instead of having, and then maybe a little bit of protein, maybe protein powder instead of actually having uh, a lot of that food to digest. And I had gotten up at 4.45 in the morning, um, had my coffee, went for a walk to be able to, you know, evacuate. Didn't want to be running um, (laughs) full, if you know what I mean. And um, so that's definitely something as well. And then I would also book an infrared sauna for recovery as well as the um, compression therapy right away. Because I looked and it was full and so I didn't plan properly for that. Um, so And we also did compression therapy the week before. But now knowing, especially doing a, an, a marathon and ultra coming up, I will be more diligent with my recovery and having that planned out there in Fred right away. Having maybe even a little bit of less work lined up for that following Monday. Because the body does get pretty darn tired. Although I did recover pretty quickly. I just went for a run before this episode. So, um, yeah, that's what I really wanted to share about my my race. Um, pretty excited to see what's coming up. And again, really why I run is just to make the other areas of my life feel easier when on purpose I'm, I like to call it voluntarily suffering or aka running. You know, when it's cold, it's rainy, I'm tired. Um, Pretty much every other day other than my the first day of my period, I just find running so beneficial. I actually went for a run the first day of my period just last week and no, it made it worse. So I learned from that. Everything is always learning. So speaking of running and learning, the last thing I want to talk about is for those of you listening who want to get into running, I mean, my journey is super slow with this, okay? I mean, my boyfriend, for example, this is his first race, and he did a 50K. It's not usual. <laughs> for me, I started off, I, I was not fit growing up, did not, I hated exercise, hated sports, I hated any sort of sweating and moving my body, to be very honest with you. And um, so years ago, I started just going for walks. And then those walks turn into years later obstacle course races. And they're 5, 10, 5 or 10K. Um, and then, you know, because of COVID, quite frankly, I started running outside again. And thank God, right? It's a huge gem uh, in that in those times. And so then, and then same within the winter, I just kept it up, even if it was minus 30. And I uh, really built a lot of confidence for myself, to be honest with you, especially again, like I look outside, I'm like, I don't want to go out there. Um, so start small. So I and start slow, right? So this means if like you might have a goal and I de- recommend downloading Strava, have a one kilometer run, walk. That's it. Run and walk. You don't have to go to 5K right away or 2.5 right away, right? start with 1k do and go really really slow go slower than you want to that's really how you build up endurance is going slow okay so that's going to make a big difference and then you just keep doing incremental steps 
I do recommend building up your run to three to four times a week because I just find anything less than that is so hard. Same with the gym. Like I just feel like the momentum is so easy when you're active more rather than less. And so, you know, um, three to four times a week, let's say maybe you start with three and you run slash walk for one kilometer and that's it. And then maybe three weeks later, two weeks later, you start to increase that. But know that it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, know that you are going to experience dis- discomfort and pain and soreness. And that's the name of the game. Like we're so used to avoiding this pain that we just, we, we allow ourselves to just be in our comfort zone constantly. And that's what I love about running is it's very out of my comfort zone constantly. I still say I don't like running, which is funny, but, uh, you know, weightlifting is so much more enjoyable, I find, but running is, does something else for me that nothing else does. And that's why I do it. And that's why I encourage you to get out there as well in, in any sort of weather. I get it. It's nice when it's nice out, but, um, you know, if you, if you find that running on the treadmill is boring, I don't blame you. I hate running on the treadmill and therefore I don't do it. And that's where, that's why I run in minus 30 where I live. (laughs) And so anyways, I hope that this was valuable for you. Get out there. If you have any questions, please let me know. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give the show a five-star review if you feel like you learned something new today. All of the mentioned links will be in the show notes. And also, are we connected on Instagram? Find me over at underscore luscious living underscore and come say hi. See you next episode.